what's going on everyone casey here virginia game day checking in with another episode of the virginia game day podcast this is episode 48 and of course i want to thank y'all for joining us for your time and attention to be anywhere in the world but you're here with me and i appreciate that so we got a little midweek episode checking in post syracuse loss pre duke game in durham a lot to go over I don't want to do a recap of the Syracuse game because it's so long ago now. But um, I got to tell you how I'm feeling. You know, I wrote about this in on uh, VirginiaGameBay.com a newsletter. I was thinking it would be every week, but lately it's been every two weeks. So uh, check that out if you want a little extra UVA content in your life. All right. It was a tough loss to Syracuse, right? 22 to 20. A play here or there, we win the game. Immediately, I think, to the face mask penalty. But what are you going to do? We had games last year where a play bounced our way and we got a win. Think Miami, think Louisville. So I think that's like the football gods kind of balancing things out there. So you can't just harp on one play. What I will say, first half, rough. Zero points couple missed kicks, offense still not finding their groove. Went missed field goal, missed field goal, fumble, punt, turnover on downs, punt, and a half. And none of those drives were more than 45-yard drives. The, big, the, the best drive we had in the first half was on our first drive where we ended up missing a field goal. So first half was rough against Syracuse. And then I go back to Illinois, the other Power 5 opponent that we played this year. We were getting turnovers, but we still couldn't score. And against Syracuse, we were getting turnovers, and we still couldn't score. Between two halves against Illinois and the first half against Syracuse, we scored three points. So now with that in the mind, let's think about the second half against Syracuse. Without a doubt, unequivocally, our best half of football of the season. So just zooming forward, we're thinking about how we feel right now on Wednesday and Thursday, Friday, going into Saturday. The last half of football we saw, offensively especially, was the best half of football that we saw from Virginia. So if there's any reason to be optimistic, I think that's a great reason right there. The last half was our best half. The last we saw Virginia football, we were playing pretty well on offense. So you go look at the look at the numbers, right? At least look at this. A 10-play, 75-yard drive to start the second half. Second drive, they got a turnover, another touchdown, and then late in the game when they needed it, a 10, another 10-play, 75-yard drive. Things didn't work out. We weren't able to hold uh, Syracuse on their next drive, a la the face mask I was referring to. But what are you going to do? What are you going to do? So if you're Brennan Armstrong, and don't get me wrong, this falls on Brennan Armstrong. That's part, part of what comes with the quarterback position. If you're Brennan Armstrong, you've got that in your back pocket. When I was out there last against Syracuse, a very good defense – a very good defense who's number three in the ACC in scoring defense and top 25 in the nation. 
I put together some good drives. Scored touchdowns. We can do it. It's a new offense, but we can do it. Going into Duke, it's nice that he can have that in his back pocket. And preparing all week. This offense can do it against good defenses. So let's go out and do it against Duke. Um, you know, there's been a lot of talk, a lot of talk all week about, about Brennan, about the coaching staff. Brennan's earned the right to, regardless of how he plays, to have this season. Now, could you work Jay in here and there with a package or two? I'm fine with that. But Brennan's our quarterback, and that's the way it's going to be. As far as the coaching hate goes, you know, I've heard, I saw a lot of, like, putting the blame on the players instead of taking it himself. I'm not an expert. I don't know. I don't know what the, the right way to do it is. But I'm a pretty agreeable guy, and I'm kind of just roll with the flow, and I'm like, I'm not, I don't, I disagree with him. Now, is it better for morale to do it the other way? You could argue that. But you can't argue that this team hasn't improved in certain areas over last year. And we don't know with how the season's going to end record-wise. But if we finish 6-6, six and six, it's a net even. The passing game fell off, but we're running the ball like crazy. Our defense, we're a defensive team now. Our defense is balling, getting turnovers. Shit, we have almost as many sacks already this year as we did all season last year. So I understand why there's frustration with the coaching staff, but you can't argue that they haven't significantly improved certain parts of this team. And that's what how I feel that's that's what makes me think they're doing something right. You know, is it kind of mind-boggling to go from elite offense last year to 138 yards on 40 attempts? Yes, it is. But I'm still holding out hope that it's going to flip because Brennan is Brennan. And there are a lot of weapons. And Tony Elliott's done it before. So hopefully we can use that second half against Cuse, a good defense, and turn it into uh, a good performance against Duke. It's going to be raining. It's going to be nasty, which I think bodes well for us. We run the ball like crazy. Brennan's played in every kind of weather. The guy's from Ohio. I think it bodes well for us. And they use, carry it over, and then into Louisville, and then so on and so forth. You know, I, I think... Looking ahead, I think by Louisville, I think we win against Duke. A little bit sloppy. I don't see Brennan throwing for 400. I think by Louisville, have an impressive performance. Let's hope my let's hope my crystal ball prediction is right there. Looking ahead to Duke, Virginia has beat Duke seven times in a row. Their last seven games, they have beat Duke, and their last win at Duke was in 2018, and to make it even more juicy, that was a Daniel Jones-led Duke team. We went on the road. Duke, at that time, was 
five and one. And we went out there and won 28 to 14. Uh, that was Bryce Perkins uh, first year starting. So we went in as a four and two with a four and two record and beat five and one Duke and, and kind of used that to propel us into a few more wins and then eventually a bowl win against South Carolina. Uh, looking back at kind of their head to head matchups forever. I did a little research in 1987. In 1987, Duke was 3-0. Virginia was 1-2. and And we met up. An early fall game, just like what we have coming up here. And Virginia put it on Duke 42-17. to That changed the course of Duke's season. And it launched Virginia into... An eventual eight and four record, All American Bowl appearance under George Welsh. So, can we channel the matchups of yesteryear and kind of turn our season around on this Duke game in Durham, Wallace Wade Stadium? I think so. You know, I didn't give Duke a lot of credit going into the year, and they've won three games, but. They're still not world beaters, right? We still have more talent than them. When we look ahead to what Vegas thinks, Duke is a three-point favorite, which basically means they have Duke and Virginia even right now at this point. They would home field usually gives you about three points. You've got to take Virginia there. Over under 49, we've heard a lot about the weather. I'd stay away from that over under. You, you know, the one thing about a, a rainy, nasty weather game is, yes, they're not going to throw the ball a lot. But in those wet games, you kind of get a lot of those, like, fumbles squirting out and muffed punts and this kind of thing. So you could luck your way into a lot of touchdowns. So take Virginia and leave it at that, in my opinion. Another storyline here against Duke, two first-year coaches. This is a even playing field. If you want to see where Tony, Tony Elliott stands, as a first-year coach, this is the week. Road game against another first-year coach uh, against a team who he almost went to coach at. It was down between Virginia and Duke. You've read the articles. He chose Virginia. More history. Talent. Quarterback. Uh, a more engaged fan base. Now we get to see him head-to-head. That's a pride thing. Tony Elliott wants to win this game. He wants to win every game, but this game means means something. Mike Elko wants to win this game for Duke, too. I mean, this game is on ESPN3, but for these fan bases, this is, this is an important game. This is an important game because it could dictate how the rest of the season goes. For Brennan, it's, it's huge. He needs to get a W against a conference team, a power five team, feel that swagger back, get that swagger back, and then kind of ride it into the rest of the season. Um, a few notes. Will Betridge will be your place kicker this week, y'all. He's from Florida. He can deal with the rain. He's kicked in the rain before. Five-star kicker. He'll be your kicker. 
place kicker. Brandon Farrell will be the uh, he'll handle kickoffs. So that's some news. Billy Camp is also back. All the bolts are in the chamber, guys. We gotta go out there, and we gotta win. Have patience. We're not. You know, I thought we'd be building on our successes from last year, but this is it's not mad and you can't just change the playbook and expect it to pick up where you left off. They're implementing a new system with guys who did it a certain way that worked. So it takes time to get them to buy in. It takes time to get the offense down. We're four games in now. The last half of football we just saw was impressive. Let's go out to the Durham and get ourselves a W. All right. Uh, let's go over the week five ACC lines here. No games on Thursday or Friday, just Saturday. Bunch of conference games. Conference football is here. ACC football is here. Let's get it, y'all. Uh, Louisville at Boston College. Boston College really struggling. Louisville uh, minus 15 and a half on the road. Man, Boston College is struggling, but I still take Boston College there. Uh, one of the two big games of the week here, number 22, Wake Forest at number 23, Florida State. Florida State, 4-0. and Wake Forest, 3-1, and but played in that amazing, amazing shootout against Clemson last week. A game you're going to have to have appointment viewing. Sit down there, 3.30, Saturday, ABC. Make sure you're tuned in. Florida State, minus 7. Also at 3.30, Virginia Tech at UNC. UNC, minus 9. One of the only non-conference games of the week, Wagner at Syracuse. Wagner, an FCS team from Staten Island. No line there. And then the game of the week, number 10, NC State, undefeated at number five, Clemson. Clemson, minus six and a half. This game will be on ACC. I'll I'll have this on two TVs, NC State and Clemson and Virginia and Duke. I'm probably going to be down at Lazy Parrot, actually. I got a little shindig. I am... uh, changing jobs in my personal life so we're having a little going away deal on saturday uh with with my uh some of my co-workers so that'll be exciting uh moving on to monticello media uh if y'all are local you know 99.7 cyk one of 2.3 generations uh 101.9 so i'll be uh working with them very excited and uh yeah so I'll be at Lazy Parrot this Saturday if you guys want to say hi. Um, so number 10, NC State at number five, Clemson. Clemson minus six and a half. And then, of course, our game, Virginia at Duke. Duke minus three. And then Georgia Tech, fresh off firing their coach at number 24, Pitt. Pitt minus 22. Five teams ranked right now. A few others getting votes. This conference isn't dead. This conference is in a good spot. We've had a lot of good non-conference wins this year. But there's one game that really matters this weekend. That's Virginia at Duke, and we got to get that dub. Uh, in other news, what do we got? Oh, men's and women's basketball practices have started. Uh, for the for the women's team, Sam Brunel is healthy, cleared to play. Excited to see her this year. Uh, Jelani Woods caught two touchdowns for the Colts. Those are his first two catches of his NFL career, and they both went for touchdowns. So, Shout out, Lonnie. We miss you. Um, fall ball's coming up, so try and get out there, watch some baseball. 
So as always, thank you guys for checking us out. If you're listening on Apple or Spotify, please leave a review uh, or a rating. Five stars if you enjoyed the show. Follow along at Virginia Game Day on Instagram and virginiagameday.com is where we have our newsletter. Uh, I got a lot of fun stuff planned for that. So subscribe. It's totally free. And uh, we appreciate it. Go Hoos.